0: Hey everybody and welcome to Well Said, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill's podcast where we talk with students, faculty, and staff about what's going on on campus and around the world. And today we're talking with the university's student leaders, Elizabeth Atkins and Madeline Percy. First up, we have student body president Elizabeth Atkins, who's a senior studying public relations and political science. As a senior, your time here at Carolina is starting to wind down. So let's backtrack a little bit and what brought you to Carolina in the first place?
1: So I've lived in Fayetteville, North Carolina my whole life and come from a military background just like most of the people in Fayetteville. It's a very military heavy community but I'm a first generation college student so neither of my parents completed their collegiate degrees but what drew me to Carolina was I actually attended a camp here this summer going into my senior year. It was called Project Uplift and it's a camp for minority students and traditionally underrepresented students and populations and that was an incredible experience for me to be able to be around such a diverse group of people. Um, and the counselors who were students here at Carolina were really wonderful. And um, that week that I was able to spend here immersing myself in the Carolina culture and what it really meant to be a Carolina student, I truly fell in love. And Carolina was not a place where I really envisioned myself and it's not where I thought I wanted to go to school until that camp. So that really changed things for me. And then I was on a college tour here my senior year and it was, I want to say it was the perfect storm. It was around homecoming time. And when we, I remember when walking through the pit and seeing all of the activities and the buzz of the Carolina spirit. And that was really when I said, yes, I can I can see myself here. So that's kind of what brought me to Carolina.
0: This being your senior year, there's a lot of other things that you could be doing with your free time. So why did you decide to run for student body president?
1: Right. So I've been in student government here at Carolina since my freshman year, but have done student government in middle school and high school, similarly to a lot of Carolina students coming in. And student government was one thing, one extracurricular that I knew I wanted to continue with whenever I came to college. So I sought out their table at Fall Fest and joined a committee called the First Year Focus Council made up of solely first years. Um, And that helped me kind of get my feet wet and Carolina but also how student government works here at Carolina and through my involvement through the years I was able to see several student body presidents come and go and their senior level staff and I was able to see the things that they did well but also the things that I thought they could improve on um, as presidents but also as an organization Um, and Student government isn't the only thing I do here at Carolina. I'm also in a sorority and have served on the Panhellenic Executive Board. So my outside involvement, I was kind of able to take an outsider's perspective to student government and say, these are the things that we're doing really well, but here are the things that I think that we can do better. And that's what really drove me to run. And traditionally in the past, I felt that as a minority woman and a first generation college student, I didn't always feel that my voice was represented or that I always had a seat at the table. And I know that if I was feeling that way, that others definitely had to feel that way as well. And I wanted to be able to change that and to show people that your identity shouldn't hold you back. And that's not what should keep you from doing something because I really felt in the months leading up to the election that I wasn't electable. And whenever it came down to it, um, asking myself why I felt that way, it was because of the several different identities that I held. Um, So that's what really drove me to run and to try to make this difference and create a culture of change around student government here at Carolina and hopefully bring something different to the role of student body president.
0: What are some of the big issues that you and your team want to take on this year?
1: Right. So we had about three main priorities that we ran on during our campaign, and those being mental health awareness, sexual assault reform, and diversity and inclusion. Um, And student government has about six different policy areas and three task forces, but I felt that those three priorities were areas that weren't directly represented in any of those policy areas or task forces um, and areas that we need to improve on as a university and Things that um, you can only do in a position of power like student body president and being able to sit on the board of trustees and have these meetings with high up administrators to be able to make those changes.
0: It seems like the student body presidents are always in a somewhat of a tough position because there's so much that they want to achieve, but they only have a year to do it because they're graduating in May. So with this short period of time that you are the student body president, what do you want your impact to be here at Carolina?
1: Right. So that's a question that I that I get a lot, as you can imagine. I I'm um, always get what do you want your legacy to be and what is something that you want to leave for Carolina? And I've, I've tossed around a lot of different answers to that question. But I I think at the end of the day my best answer is you really only have one year and something that's extremely important to me and it was important to me coming into this role is changing the culture of student gov- student government and also the role of student body president. It's not glamorous and it's not a, a sexy policy that's, you know, one thing that you can say that you've done, but I think it's extremely important in the climate that we're in right now. And hopefully something that can last for the years to come and what that culture change looks like being able to bring people in from other organizations and bringing them into student government so we as an organization can grow and change and get better Um, and what we've done so far is half about half of my EBO and cabinet the highest officers in student government about half of them have never been in student government before and have come from outside organizations such as the Campus Y and other activist groups on campus. And you need that outside perspective to be able to grow your organization. You can't you know, stay on the inside and expect to get better. And what we do, we do really great work and we do incredible things for the student body, but also what we do isn't rocket science. So you don't necessarily have to have experience in student government to be able to excel in these other roles. And I want to create a culture of an organization. And as a student body president who is accepting and willing to listen to other people and to willing to listen to all viewpoints because I think that's how we're going to be able to get the most done and that's how I and our organization can best serve the student body.
0: So we had more than 5,000 new students begin classes yesterday and as a senior you know a lot about what Carolina has to offer. What's some advice that you would have for these new students as they kick off their time here at Carolina?
1: Right, wow. Um, If I could tell my first year self one thing, it'd be I could, I wish I could tell myself a lot of things, but something that I would say is to never stop fighting for the things that you want and don't let other people tell you that you can't do it and just be loud and take up space. You're at Carolina for a reason and it leave your heel print whether that be through um, academics or through an extracurricular or a sport. Um, Find what you're passionate about and make a difference and leave Carolina better than you found it.
0: While Elizabeth and the student government represent the undergraduates here at Carolina, there's another organization that focuses on the graduate and professional students. And Madeline Percy is leading that organization this year as the president of the Graduate and Professional Student Federation. And while a lot of people know what the student government does for undergraduates, I don't think a lot of people understand the role of your organization. So let's start out by talking about what the Graduate and Professional Student Federation does here on campus.
2: So the GPSF tries to fill three primary roles and we've actually been sort of retooling our our vision statement over the last year to really make sure that it fits what we do. So our primary goal is to advocate for and with graduate and professional students, to bring graduate and professional students together, again, both socially and academically, and then also to provide that support. Grad school's hard, and and that's something that I think a lot of people think, oh, you're going to grad school, you're just choosing to put off the real world. But in fact, a lot of us treat this as a job. We're paid to be here, we're paid to be RAs or TAs or graduate assistants, and it's really imperative that we have representation across the university.
0: You're currently working on your geology PhD, and as if getting a PhD wasn't hard enough already, you decided that you wanted to run for president of this organization. So what inspired you to take this leadership role?
2: Yeah, so I I actually was never involved in student government previously. And coming to Carolina, I didn't really know anybody here, and so I thought that joining the GPSF was gonna be a good way to meet people. I participated as a senator for my first and second year. My third year, I decided to become the secretary. I was chosen to be the executive secretary for the organization, and then this year, with the split with the undergraduate students, it really just sort of seemed like a time where somebody needed to step up, so I I decided to take that on, and I'm, I'm so excited about it. I think that the GPSF has a really important role here at Carolina, not only as an advocacy organization, but also just a way for graduate and professional students to come together. It's very hard to do. We are so siloed in our departments. And so I'm really hoping that with this year, the GPSF can can even better fill that role of an organization that really forces, I guess, social interactions as well as academic interactions between these diverse groups of students.
0: So what are some of the big issues that your organization wants to take on this year?
2: So there's four primary goals that we're trying to to meet. One of our first goals is to really try and push through a graduate and professional student bill of rights. This was a goal that President Russell, my predecessor, really tried to lay forward, but we had a lot of trouble moving through that on sort of the administrative level. And so I'm really excited this year because I think that we're going to be working closely with administrators to see if we can't get this document pushed through. And the purpose of this is to to make sure that there's very clear descriptions of the expectations of graduate and professional professional students, and also very clear expectations for the university by graduate and professional students. Goal number two, we're really trying hard to jump onto the Carolina campaign. So the GPSF every year gives out travel awards. However, the, the amount of travel awards that we give out, those are dependent on the number of graduate and professional students here at Carolina. So what I'd really like to do is I'd like to create a small endowment so that there's travel money available for graduate and professional students who otherwise don't get a chance to travel. And what I mean by this is, let's say you're in the medical school. Well, if you want to go to a conference and you want to meet with some really cool doctors who are cardiothoracic surgeons and you want to be a cardiothoracic surgeon, the medical school doesn't necessarily have money to send these students to these conferences. So the GPSF tries to fill that gap by providing a little bit of travel money so that that student can attend that conference. It has huge implications for their professional careers. However, again, we're dependent on the number of students coming into Carolina to figure out how much money we can actually give out in travel awards. So we're really trying hard to make that a permanent fund so that GPSF can always help graduate and professional students travel. Goal number three is to really continue working on local, state, and federal advocacy efforts. So the GPSF is involved with an organization called SAGE. It's Student Advocates for Graduate Education. Every year we go to Capitol Hill. We talk to various legislators about issues facing graduate and professional students at large Research One universities. So we're going to be continuing with that as well as advocating with the Board of Trustees and the Board of Governors. And we're really this year trying to bring more legislators to Carolina. I'm trying to push through a day with a graduate student where these legislators can come and just see what it's like to be a grad or professional student here at Carolina. Then our final goal is to really try and connect disparate student organizations across campus. So there are lots and lots of really cool activities happening led by graduate and professional students, but they're always stuck in their own silo. They're all stuck in their department. So what we're hoping to do is we can help bring some of those diverse organizations together. For example, if you have the dental school and you have dental students that are providing you know, really solid oral hygiene care to people in rural North Carolina. And you have an art history group that is trying to develop lesson plans that can be used in rural parts of the state to introduce students to the humanities Well, why not connect those two groups? And in that way, the dentists are going to provide sort of the community in for the art historians, and then the art historians are going to be able to just further, if I can say this about dental students, sweeten the deal, um, add a little bit of extra sugar, and make sure that those communities want to keep working with Carolina grad students.
0: In addition to all of that, you have this unique issue of pretty much establishing what the Graduate and Professional Student Federation is going to be like moving forward. Because just a few months ago, your organization officially split from the undergraduate student government. But you all will still be working really closely with Elizabeth and the rest of student government. So how important is it to figure out that relationship early on and figure out how to work together the best?
2: Oh my gosh, it's so imperative that we have a strong institutional framework moving forward. So we have a really strong relationship with the undergraduates this year, and I'm really, really excited to be working with Elizabeth, Catherine Shriver, who's the undergraduate speaker of the Senate, and all of the executive branch as well as the the legislative branch for the undergraduates to really hammer out the details. I'm not a government person. I am not studying political science. I don't have a ton of background in this but I'm surrounded by these really brilliant students on the graduate and professional student side and working with really great undergraduate students so that we can really hammer out these details and make sure that in the future, the GPSF and the undergraduate student government are both functioning really effectively for advocacy, for bringing students together, that sort of thing.
0: Thanks for listening to the podcast today. And don't forget to check back to unc.edu next week for another episode of Well Said or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Android apps.